Adams. Here. Adam Lee. Here. Adamowski. Adamson. Here. Adler. Here. Anderson. Anderson. Here. Bueller. 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 Um, he's sick. Hey guys, and we're back. Ever think of a profession that could not only change someone's present, but also change someone's future? I'll wait. All right, some of your guesses might be right, some of them might be wrong. Well, teacher is one of them. Not only can you change the life and the perspective of someone right there in that moment, a young mind waiting to be shaped, but you can also change the course of their life and their future. So take a listen as we sat down with Stephen Banks, a history teacher who does that by day, but also has a pretty interesting hobby and TikTok will tell it. So stay tuned and check it out. At PGD, you're not just a listener, you're family. Is there a career you'd like us to explore or a success story you'd love to share and have us highlight on one of our episodes? We'd love to hear from you. Email us at pgdfam at gmail.com. Subscribe to our show so you can get notified when new episodes drop. Help increase our reach with a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. We'd love to hear from you. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode. I have been lurking on the streets of TikTok as usual. So as DJ Khaled would say, and another one, here we go. So we're sitting on the virtual couch with Stephen Banks, who's going to tell us about, first of all, how multifaceted teachers are. Teachers do not just live in the school, just pop up, wearing a suit and tie. Kids go on vacation, but the teacher's just sitting at an empty desk waiting for the kids to come in. No, we have lives too. So this yes. is what we're going to find out. We're going to talk to you, find out about your journey. So welcome. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me here. Thank you. <laughs> so we're going to kick off our inaugural question. I always like to take it back. Take me back to your junior, senior year in high school when you're preparing okay. for that transition. Um what were you like, teenage Stephen? Did you know you wanted to go into higher education? Did you not know what you wanted to do at that time? Uh, I'll be honest, like, not at all. I um, I played basketball. I was All-State in basketball in Michigan, Flint, Michigan, uh, which is, like, a great sports city. Mm -hmm. And um, I legit just thought about basketball all day long. And um Although I had roots in education from my family, I really wasn't thinking about it. I mean, I literally wasn't thinking about what to do in college but play basketball. So I, like most kids who were like, hey, I'm going to get to college and something's going to shake. Something's going to give, right? Mm -hmm. And um, that's all I cared about, really, um, which um, I definitely tell my students right now to um, prepare a little bit differently in the sense of not just thinking about going to college, but also think about what you could possibly do mm -hmm. when you go to college. I just really thought about, at best, I wanted to be a chef. So I was all involved in the culinary arts, but that was the most I thought about, if anything, besides on basketball at that time in 11th grade or 12th grade. It was just, I'm playing basketball. Wow. So what happened? Did you end up getting like a scholarship to a school or? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I played, um, 
I, I have an interesting journey when it comes to basketball. Um, to be honest, uh, um, college um, didn't work out as well for me uh, at all when it comes to sports. Um, when I went to college, uh, my first year, I got redshirted. So for those that um, doesn't know what redshirt means, I'm not sure that they even have this still as much. But it's like we go somewhere and they're like, hey, you might want to sit out this year. You're on the team still, still got to, you know, still got all your money, but we'll sit you out, you know, and you have to work out still. Like, um, we had a very good team, not to mention um, there was no way I was going to play. There was no room. It was like oh, I got my scholarship, but it was just no room. And uh, so in the interim, I uh, sat out. I transferred to, and I ended up going to another school, and um, I had a little bit of ups and downs, uh, and I should have with my kids all the time, too, but my mom passed in the interim. Mm-hmm. So when she passed, like uh, a lot of us, if you're young and you have that type of a tragedy, you yeah, know. It's just not in it. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, heart and your mind is kind of all over the place. So um, I actually, um, when she had passed, I broke my ankle in the same summer, and um, mm-hmm. I kind of just kind of dropped out almost. Mm-hmm. I kind of dropped out, so I kind of went from being uh, somebody who uh, was well-known for basketball um, to just in Flint. Mm-hmm. I was just in Flint. And Flint is a great city, but it also can get you in some trouble, too. Mm-hmm. So um, I end up um, eventually moving down um, out of Flint again into the city of Detroit, going to school there, finishing up school there. I played basketball when I got to the city of Detroit at a small school. But... Um, the career of basketball wasn't my journey at that point. I mean, I still, I still could play. I, you know, I was still a very good player, but obviously it was a different route at mm-hmm. this point I was going because I had a few obstacles along from the way that kind of held me back in a sense. And um, I had to kind of fight to get through college at that point. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. I had to fight. And it, it wasn't as simple as it should have been, like scholarship, you go to class and you play ball at that point, I had, you know, a, a bit of some mental things at that point. I had to figure things out and my mom passed. So also I was, I'm, I'm missing out on the, uh, you know, on what a mom is going to bring, mm-hmm. you know? And, uh, I end up when I went to um, the city of Detroit, finishing up college, I also had to work while I was in college because I was going to a smaller school that didn't really have a whole lot of money either. So what ended up happening was I had about maybe three, four jobs at once, simultaneously. I know that feeling. Uh, <laughs> you know, which, which, because you know that feeling, you probably already know, like, there's no excuses because you mm-hmm. had to get through it. You was like, hey, there's no excuse. Like, I easily could have just thrown the towel mm-hmm. and just did something else. But, you know, I was like, well, three, four jobs and still got to go to, you know, still go to class, still went to basketball and did all that stuff. And um, I still graduated. You know, it took me a few years longer, but I did it. You know, it was one of them things, but um, it taught me a whole lot. Um, it taught me how to sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, it taught me how to wake up at like 4 a.m. to go to work and not get back home till like 11 at night. Because some days I worked four jobs in one day. So, mm-hmm. but I learned a whole lot. I learned a whole lot, of, you know, on myself some resilience. And um, so I think that even goes into my character now, just not being somebody who sort of gives up because I didn't have a choice. I was on my own. I was on my own. It was like, 
I was like, I tell my um, kids now, and I'm, I've worked at a few, well, more than a few schools as well, because in education, that's a part of the game, like you got to find your fit. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I always let my kids know, like, you know, um, the world doesn't really kind of care what you got going on. You, you, like, you got to figure it out, whether or not. Yes. Yes. Like, first of all, you've touched on so many nuggets and an aspect of college that in five seasons, because we're in our fifth season, you're the first person to touch on it. So I have to back this up and point it out. The first thing that you touched on is the fact that if you're an athlete and you're playing a sport, college is a whole nother level. Red shirt is still a thing. And I learned something new because I thought you just get redshirted if you're an athlete in college that gets an injury. You don't lose your scholarship. Yes, you do still have to practice with the team and everything. But I I thought that was what a redshirt was. Or if you were like on academic probation, I didn't know that you could still be at the same level as all the other players, but everybody can't play. So you can't play. Have a seat. Redshirt. You know, you know, and it was humbling. Like, uh, it's 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 still humbling because it's like, man, you know, when you come out of high school, everybody's good. If you're mm-hmm. on a college team, you better wake up. Yeah, you better wake up. Everybody's good. So you go on that team, and it also, I didn't know as much coming out of high school. I, in the sense of, it's not about the name of the school. It's not about how big or how small. It truly is about is this the fit for me? Mm-hmm. That's it. It's and that's with everything in life, like. Mm-hmm. You got to find your fit. Your fit may not be the same fit for that person. You can't look at somebody else's race. Uh, you have to literally say, okay, I understand that you went to this school and I, I think I'm better than you, so I better go to a big school like you. Mm-hmm. That may not be the situation. You got to, hey, does that um, coach want you there? Does that system work for you? You can still kick butt That's at true. a division three, a two, a one, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But if you go to the school with the right fit, if your goal is to be at a pro level, you'll get there. You don't have to be worried about, you know, are you playing on television, et cetera, this and that. Like, no, you got to figure out just the right fit. And for us, a lot of things in life, you can't look at somebody else's plate. You got to mm-hmm. be like, this worked for me. And that's something that I would look back on, and that's what I would probably more than likely change. Like, mm-hmm. you had these other schools that really, really wanted you. That's that a would, good point. That they is a really wanted you. Um, versus another school where were you talented to be on the team for sure? Were you good enough for sure? Mm-hmm. But you got to go somewhere where people love you and they want you and they're going to look out for you in that way. So I learned that through the years, and um, you know, I always having conversations with my dad now. No bitterness looking back as a competitor, yes, but as mm-hmm. a human, no. It's just like you got to think differently when you're. You got one chance. Mm-hmm. You got one chance. It's a heck of a choice. You got to make sure it's the, it's the right choice. And the simplest way to look at it is like, who really wants you? Who really mm-hmm. is looking out for you? Who really loves you? Who really wants you there? You know? And to be prepared. I am so sorry to hear about your mother, but that was another point that you brought out, which is very important. You don't think about when you cross out of high school, go into college, life and life aspect. And things happening. You just don't. like. In, and sometimes it happens in high school or it happens in other stages of life. I'm sure we have listeners that have different stories. But 
other athletes are, are still that aren't experiencing the same thing that you're experiencing, going to class, playing, coaches are still coaching. Like everybody might give condolences, but they're still going. But the fact it don't that, matter. Exactly. Don't matter. But I commend you the fact that you didn't let something traumatic like that happen to you in a way that caused you to just drop out of school. Because some people would have done that. They would have fallen well, behind, they would have dropped out, and that would have been the story. In between shows, keep the conversation alive with the youth in your households with our series, The Adventures of Sophie and Olivia, available on Amazon and directly on our website, pgd-innovations.com. The link is in our show notes. Don't forget to check out our merchandise and we have some limited time gear only that's available this season. Don't miss out. Well, and that's the thing, like the way it occurred and it was so much going on that summer. I was going, I was at this point because I went to a basketball to play at the JUCO and we were ranked a, a number two or three in the country. Mm-hmm. So I found it, you know, I went to my JUCO. So for those who don't know, when you go from JUCO, you play for maybe two years max and then you go and transfer back out to a bigger school. So I went to a JUCO and we kicked butt. We were ranked two or three in the country. So I went from, I'm a red shirt at a larger school where it wasn't the right fit, mm-hmm. went down lower level, to a JUCO, kick butt, kick butt, made a name for myself, found a fit, worked on skills, got better, and I got scholarships coming in. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm you back, boy. Nice. And I'm like, all state, all, I'm conference again in the state of, of Michigan. We're, we're doing stuff, and my ankle breaks, my mom dies. So, Everything for well, a number one with I'm ankle breaking. Mm-hmm. Now you got what scholarships getting pulled off the table now. Yeah, <laughs> like come on, man, wait, wait. I, I was just back. Yeah. Scholarships getting pulled off to schools that I finally were like, yes, I'm back at the level where I think I'm supposed to be at. I'm at that D1 level again. Mm-hmm. Ankle breaks. No, you're not. I'm not giving you the scholarship. I get another kid. Your ankle's broke. You can't play anyway right now. And that's what kids have to know. You only as useful as you are actually useful this is college this is a business they don't like i'm sure you will find a coach hopefully that does love you that's why you got to find that fit Mm -hmm. but it's a business this is like that's the thing that switched high school ball is locally i'm playing you know this is high school team this is your friend from around the block this is from the coach that might be the teacher Mm -hmm. you get to college you go from a coach in high school who making five grand a year three grand a year as a coach to somebody in college, your coach, I, my coach making half a million dollars, maybe. Mm-hmm. My coach I'm making three hundred thousand. This is a business. He's not trying to lose his three hundred thousand dollar job. Yeah. Not for you. Your ankle broke. Bye. Mm-hmm. I need to win. So mentally, you you understand. Oh, it's a business that quick. He want to keep his job for his family too. So scholarships, everything out of here. Then my mom died, and I'm like which I did gravitate to basketball to play to keep my mind free. Mm-hmm. And I forced myself to still go back to college, but I end up only staying for like a semester. And that's when I dropped back out. Mm-hmm. Like I recall one of the things that stuck out with me the most, like I end up becoming, I mean, I was, I'm always been a competitor. Don't I'm quiet. I'm nice, but don't, don't try me. 
Don't disrespect me. Mm -hmm. I'm going to come at you now. I, I ain't going to talk on the court, but when you say something, you're going to see these numbers going to go up because you're like, you have to. That's the. So I started to see myself <laughs> getting I'm kicked out of practice. I'm cussing back at I'm the, the, the coach where like even I'm, and my teammates like, man, what's wrong with Banks? Because mm -hmm. they, I'm not talking. Like, I just got to this school. I'm, I'm not telling them my deepest feelings or whatever. Mm -hmm. I remember one day, it was Thanksgiving. And this is what people don't know, too. This is Thanksgiving. I'm at practice. I'm not at the house with my family. Yeah. You're not. No, that's over. So you better be ready and that you want this stuff. I'm at, mm -hmm. I'm at, um, I'm on campus. And um, we just got done with probably working out or whatever that we had to do. And I just go back to the dorm. I just kind of back in the crib. It's just me by myself. Got the lights off. So I remember this. And I got a phone call from the coach. And he's like, hey, man, you know, I want you to come. I'm back to the gym. And we got food and everything over here. You know, because I'm not the only kid that's away from home. Mm -hmm. And I, like, I'm like, nah, man, I'm straight. And, like, I got I'm, I'm the players calling me. Like, hey, man. Like, I'm sure at some point he might have said something to him about, you know, Banks going through some stuff over there. Mm -hmm. I'm like, nah, man, I'm all right. I'm, I literally just, like, stayed in my spot in the dark for, like, the rest of the night on a holiday. That's normally that, that, that first holiday and where you get your family in, mm -hmm. in the fall, in the winter season. And, like, I think not long after that, I was like, man, I'm out. I'm out. I just went home. ain't never coming back. Wow. Like, never came back. Wow. I was like, I'm out. So take me through it. You come out of school on the height of like, yeah. there's nothing but a trajectory of up. And then you have this, this massive thing that you can't account for that happens. And it's like, every time I start climbing, I get another hurdle. So mm -hmm. how now you get to the point where you're working four jobs. You're like, okay, I'm, I'm back in school. I've got to get through this and I've got to get this degree. At what point did you start to think about education and say, okay, now I want to change gears. I'm looking at education field. I think um, previously when I was playing ball at in the JUCO, because I wanted to be a chef, like I said, and the um, JUCO did have a, um, a program for that, for the arts. And I said, okay, cool. I'm going to sign up for that. Because me and my mom had always talked about opening up a restaurant. I'm like, cool. This is our thing. I'm I'm gonna be a chef. Like I love that stuff. So I found out the time for from the program was in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. Well, you play sports. That's when your games are at. That's when um are your you know um the practices at in the mm -hmm. afternoon. So I remember going back to the coach and I was like, yeah, man, um, I want to do this so and so thing. I was like, uh, what time is our practice? He was like, you know, a normal time at that time, you know, three o'clock. I was like, oh, you know. Um, the program I once starts at three, and it was a few choice words, but you ain't gonna be no chef. Mm -hmm. I, I tell you that much. People don't understand mm -hmm. this. I, I know you got some schools who may be flexible in a way, but when you go to college on that scholarship, you, like I hate when people talk this stuff. Like you should be happy. You got your, you know, you got scholarship. You're gonna school free just to play basketball or football or whatever sport. Uh, you don't know what you're talking about. It's a sacrifice. When do these kids get to actually be a regular college student? Mm -hmm. You don't. You don't get to do what you technically want to do. You do what fits that schedule to keep that scholarship, to be on a team, because you probably really only got hopes to play that sport. You're not thinking mm -hmm. long-term of getting that scholarship for that degree. You're thinking scholarship to go be seen, to go to the pros. All of us. I don't care if it's 100,000 players in NCAA. 
that's what we want. That's why we're there. We're not like we're 17, 18 year old. We're thinking about this. We're not thinking, especially as a black kid, we're not thinking about probably needing to go and get this some degree to do that. Like at every school I was at, oh, there was always somebody in my ear like, hey, you know, you got I'm a pro game. Like and there, there was nobody who didn't say that at every school I went to. Mm-hmm. The folk was always like, no, you got like a lot of folk got I'm a pro game. Things just got to fall in line for you. Like mm-hmm. I'm only six once. After, after a while, I'll say, all right, man, well, you ain't 6'6", six, six, it ain't gonna happen for you. But still, every kid has that thought, and most kids, especially black kids, I'm gonna say, I speak to that, that we're not thinking of that scholarship right away to go get a great degree. We're thinking, I'm trying to get pro. Like, mm-hmm. that's what we come dream of having. So, when you get that full ride, you're not thinking about that degree. You're just simply going to the league and that school doesn't truly give you the time to get that degree always. Like mm-hmm. if you come from a strong family, or maybe background, you already have a little, you know, like hip to it. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times it's like, you don't even have a schedule that allows you to do what you want to do. Like that schedule isn't even there to do what you want to do. You're like, I'm on mm-hmm. the road or I got to be here. I got to be there. I don't got that free time to just, I can pick any class and do my thing. And I'm sure there are some that are like, well, I, I did it. I, okay. But, the majority won't have that freedom in their schedule because you're there to play that sport, whether you know it or not. It's like, that's your unofficial job. That's your unofficial job. And the scholarship is your payment for that job. (laughs) You have to be smart enough to figure out how does my, how can I use this for me of the benefit, Mm. you know? And who, who is thinking that far ahead at 17, 18 years old? You're just thinking of that sport to get to the league or get to whatever next high level for some money. You're mm-hmm. not thinking about utilizing it for that true reason, you know? Yeah. I, at least I don't think I'm the average athlete is initially mm-hmm. at 17, 18, or 19. I think at some point you figure it out, but not right away. Wow. So was the, the injury kind of like the eye opener for you? Like, wait a minute, I might need to think about something else or another path? Oh, yeah, because I was severely depressed. Mm-hmm. So I just, <laughs> crazy typical, but I just started making music again. Because I, you know, I always make music going up. I play on guitar and me and my friends, uh, you know, throughout school, I'm growing up, we used to rap and all that type of stuff. So I'm just doing I'm the typical route. Let me go ahead and just get back on this rap. You know, mm-hmm. let me get back on this beat machine. You know, I'm going to be the next Kanye, just blaze for real. But it was more like a safety blanket as well there, too. Like, well, this must be what's meant for me. Oh, and therapy. Okay, so you jumped ahead. Teaser, because I didn't say anything about music. Uh-huh. So you actually transitioned into music and thinking about that, kind of like a therapy. Oh, Okay, because sure. I was thinking you did teaching first, and then I was going <laughs> to ask you, how did you get into the music? Okay. No, music has always been therapy. Always. Okay. And so... Simultaneously, I was in school and I would, if I wasn't at practice, I was always either making music or make practice or in class. So, you know, everybody knew that, you know, on me since I got on on campus. Like, well, he also does music, like that's what Mm -hmm. he does or whatever. But I didn't get super serious. It was like, well, you know, I'm going through a lot. Mm -hmm. So I just kind of, focused on that, although I still was like playing sports, but that was the thing that kind of um, maybe still 
gave me something to look forward to, I would say at that time. Just something to okay. look forward to. You know, it was like all my friends I grew up with, they knew what I was going through. So it was something that I could like lean on. Okay. Like me and my friends got this dream and it's like kind of maybe thing that's holding us together mm-hmm. as a bond. So that was like something that like held me together um, through that like difficult situations mm-hmm. and maybe I'm transition of slowly realizing like, eh, it ain't going to be the next so-and-so in the NBA, mm-hmm. you know, so you start to shift. Mm-hmm. So schooling was just still like, eh, some in the back. Like, I, like I'm going to finish it up, but still wasn't my high focus. It was just like, you know, I was going through so much. It was like, let's go make music. Let's be with your friends. Gotcha. Well, it's a good point that you actually made that. So, cause this is the other part that people don't often talk about. So unless you're in college and you're doing something specialized where I'm going to be a physician or an anesthesiologist, y'all, the path is not that clear. So what people don't tell you about is you get to graduation in college and it's not like it is on TV where you just come out and you just magically have this job making six figures and everything is fine and there's no gap. Sometimes it's hard to find a job after school and you can graduate, have your degree and still not know what you want to do. You're still trying to figure that out. So when you're now transitioning out of college, where did you find yourself? So you're doing the music, but did you still know like what you wanted to do at that point? Well, my dad just always said, hey, you get this degree in education, mm-hmm. you always have a job. That was just it. Mm-hmm. Like, that was his advice. Like, and, and again, I tell people, you know, you just want each generation to be better than the next. Mm-hmm. So for my dad, his advice was like, make sure you get a specific degree because he had a degree. But when he was in school, they didn't say, hey, you got this degree, but you need to get it specialized in education. Mm, okay. So for me, his all he knew was, hey, get your degree, but specialize it in education now. So like he's like telling me the next step that he didn't do. That's all I knew. I was like, all right, well, my dad said, you know, go get my degree in education. And I love learning about um, the past and things like that. Like when I was growing up as a family, I think we going to museums. So that stuck to me. So I remember sitting down with the counselor one day and he was like, well, looking at all your credits, you take a lot of history classes. So I'm like, yeah, history is fun. Mm-hmm. He, he was like, well, the way it's going, you should be a history teacher. And I was like, all right. And that was kind of it. I was like, all right, mm-hmm. like, whatever. I can be a history teacher. And I enjoyed high school growing up. I went to a really great high school in Flint. So I was like, sure. Like my high school was a great, Shoot experience. I'm still I'm young at that time myself, so I'm still sort of connected to it because mm-hmm. I was like maybe 20. You know, I'm like, yeah, that sounds great. My high school was great a few years ago, so it kind of led me down that path all the way in education. Out of like, well, you like history, and still again, mm-hmm. I didn't know what else you could do with history, like besides go to school and teach history. But there's other fields in history that you can do. I didn't know that. So that's another thing, like mm. being able to know like the op- like all of the options. I didn't know all of the options. I just knew some of the options and I kind of just stuck with being a teacher. So pairing what you like to do, pairing your personality and now coming into teaching and then you're choosing high school. Because, I mean, let's just be real for a second. I, I was a teacher once, too. Kids are savage, especially in high school. They are oh, savage. Yeah. So how did you feel? Like, t- just walk me through it. How was your first day? Were you nervous? Did did you just kind of fit in and it felt natural? Well, I learned through years of subbing. 
Mm, okay. So I subbed for years. I subbed in um, surrounding metro of Detroit, in and out of Detroit, mm-hmm. what fit best for me. So I was subbing high schools a lot. Mm-hmm. And it's savage. It's wild at that time. It's still wild now, obviously. And I was like, oh, kids are just as big as me. Mm-hmm. Um, and they think I'm them. Mm-hmm. You know, so I end up selling with middle school. Mm-hmm. So I teach um, sixth through eighth grade now. And I've stuck with that my whole career. I haven't, like, I don't want to do high school. I had a few opportunities, but I was like, nah, I'm going to stick with the middle school because the kids are still kind of kids, mm-hmm. but they're old enough to grow up. Mm-hmm. So so that's where I'm at now. But through being a substitute for, like, years, I learned, like, yeah, this is, like, cool, but it's also, mm, no, nah, the same for me. Same for me. Um, in middle school, um, the kids still think you're kind of cool, mm-hmm. and they still kind of are a little fearful in the way of, you're almost like a big, maybe brother or something, mm-hmm. you know. And so the relationship is there where they kind of look up to you and they don't look at you like, who is this guy? They're still kind of like, yeah, he's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And I respect him enough, you know, because I'm a relaxed guy. I'm I'm like, hey, guys, I just want you guys up to do better than me. Mm-hmm. So I'm always up for like, hey, if you need help, need opportunities, I'm just like, hey. Just open up your mouth and say, I need the opportunity. I need that help. I got your back. Mm-hmm. And I said on middle school, it's, a, it's been a really good fit for me. It's been a really good fit for me. That's good. And I, I would agree with you. I think that's the perfect group where you have a mix of kind of being a mentor mixed uh-huh. with being a part of preparing them for that track in high school. Because it's a, it's a critical stage, too. Because especially depending on where you are, if there's like magnet schools and different type of preparatory schools, yeah. middle school is like that that round where you want to kind of nail down what your interests are so you can be a little bit more structured when you get into high school. Exactly. And for me, at least, I tell students all the time, like, I'm one of school teachers that's like, hey, guys, grades don't matter that much in middle school as they want you to think. Mm-hmm. They matter, but they're not going to break the bank. A college isn't looking at your sixth grade, seventh grade, mm-hmm. which is GPA. I say, but... That doesn't mean don't work hard to get good grades. What it means is don't be afraid to expand and like explore. Middle school is meant for you to learn skills so that when you get to high school, you got all those skills in place. You mm-hmm. got all those things in place to really flourish in high school. Middle school is meant to build those, like build those things up. Mm-hmm. And um, the biggest thing I see with kids in middle school is just learning how to be a mature because you're coming from elementary mm-hmm. where people hold your hand and in middle school we're letting them go like hey mm-hmm. you're responsible for you now hey cousins okay so i'm building suspense so check out next week where we hit our part two with steve banks we're going to get insight into the education system some words of wisdom some advice for those that might be interested in a career in the education system so in the meantime check out our show notes If you want to connect with him on social media, you can do so from there. And as for us, don't forget to like and subscribe. And hey, guys, leave us a review. We love to hear from you and it'll help increase our reach. See you next week.